My money machine go beep, I love the sound that it make Plus all these racks and count, I think that my machine about to break Secure the bag, yeah, that's the brand, and we get to the bag What's going on family, that's right, this is the show Get To The Bag And I'm your host, Tay Sweat Now, what do I mean by get to the bag? I want to help you all get to the bag in life A lot of us know get to the bag to be Oh, I'm getting to the money. I'm getting to the money. That's securing the bag, right? We love to secure the bag, but we don't realize how big that bag actually can be. When we talk about life, health, because who cares about the money if you're dying, right? And then, of course, we talk about that money. So that's what this podcast is about. Get to the bag in life. And I want to help you get there. And for those of y'all who don't know who I am, please go to Instagram. Check me out. Also YouTube, but you get to see who I am and why I'm qualified to help you get to the bag. So on today's episode, I really want to talk about something that uh, a really good friend of mine and I, we were just kind of rapping a little bit. You know, I took him for a ride in a Lambo. I just got the exhaust put on the Lambo. For those of y'all who don't know, go to Instagram. You, you know, I show it there, but I just got the exhaust put on. And of course, we're going to get him one. Right. We're going to get him up to the level where we can get him one. However, there is a step process to get there. And he's well comfortable with the process. And I had to tell myself, like, man, he's actually living it already. I got to share this. I need to talk about it because I know some of you all want nice things. And this is not about just getting the Lambo. This is not just, you know, getting that new car, or that house you want it. It's anything in life anything in life how can we get there well i teach it a lot and he's already doing it this is before he even came into this whole bubble of what i have going on my man is driving the car that he had at 16 he got the car at 16 and he's still driving and you know he's he's taking care of it it runs well like he's you know Fixed it up a little bit and he's still driving the same damn car. No car note. He's good. He's allowed to save majority of his money. Now, the reason why this means a lot to me is because I see, especially in my culture, black and brown people, I see we kind of jump the gun. We get a $500 a month raise. Oh, I got a new job. I got a great job. I'm doing great. We get a raise and guess what? We spend more money. That $500 raise, you use that to go get that new car you wanted, right? So when it's time to take advantage of a new opportunity, for example, when a rich man comes out and says, hey, I'll teach you how to get exactly where I am. Give me 500 bucks. Hey, uh, I can't pay $500 because I just got this new car. I know you can help me get to where I want to be, I got this new car now, right? And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being a little short with that one because that's not often how it happens. Often opportunity comes to where there's a piece of real estate you could have bought that appreciated over five years. You could have turned $10,000 into 100K, but you didn't have $10,000 because you had the new car. So I think this is very, 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 very important. Not only for the money aspect or the things that you want, but for the health aspect of things, because you don't know depression and hurt 
and struggle and just overall stress until you have stretched yourself too thin with the current money you're making. So, for example, you ever try to make something work that just doesn't work? You make $2,000 a month and you're paying three, four grand a month (laughs) to live your lifestyle. And every fucking month you are stressed on how you're going to pay your bills. Right. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. And I've seen the opposite happen where people, they just don't want to do the right things to make themselves financially comfortable. Because I know this is not comfortable what I'm about to say. But I tell a lot of people, hey, I can show you how to get out of this thing. This is what I had to do. You make a small amount of money. You can't afford to stay by yourself. Or you live in paycheck to paycheck trying to stay by yourself. Bring in a roommate. Bring in a roommate. If you live in a bigger city, bring in two or three roommates. Right. Now, this is what a lot of people don't want to hear. Because, oh, my peace of mind. I don't don't want to bring in a roommate because they get on my nerves. They're dirty. One's always having loud sex down the hallway. I can hear them. One eats all the fucking food that I'm supposed to be eating for the next day. I get it. I get it. But one of the things I've always taught and one of the things I want to teach you right now is that those uncomfortable moments actually make you get your shit to Oh, much faster. They make you get your shit together way much faster. And the reason why I say that is because the more uncomfortable you are at the bottom, the more you work to get out of the bottom. Now, Think about this. Many of us start to make ourselves comfortable at the bottom. And what happens is we no longer want to move out of the bottom because we like, eh, you know, things aren't so bad. Things aren't so bad. I got my health. I'm making decent money. I just bought that new car that I wanted. It wasn't it wasn't the one I really wanted. Let's keep it real. This because this is what happens a lot. It wasn't the car I really wanted. I settled for a five year old model of the car I actually want. I hear this all the time. I couldn't afford the one I really wanted, but for four hundred dollars less, I was able to get the one that's five years older. Think about that. Or for three models down I was able I was able to get the one I actually want the base model right think about how many men I have a friend who actually calls chargers think about how many how many men bought chargers Dodge chargers and I have a friend who actually calls the Dodge charger a fuck boy car (laughs) and I kind of get why I kind of get why but think about how many people How many men wanted that Dodge Charger with the V8 Hemi, the Hellcat, the one that cost 70, 80, 90 thousand dollars, depending on when you bought it. Think about think about that Hellcat. The high, I mean, literally the highest one you can buy. Many, many men wanted that. But guess what? Many men copped out. They said, hey, 
How much does that Hellcat cost? How much, how much can I give you as a down payment and a monthly payment to get the Hemi, the, the, the V8 engine? How much? And when they hear the numbers, they go, you know what? How much for the V6 version? <laughs> no leather on the inside. I don't need leather. I don't need the full decked out screen. I don't need heated seats. How much for the base model with the V6? Doesn't have that rumble, that whoa. No, 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 I don't need the rumble. I just need the, the box. I need the, the, the outside of the car to look like the Hellcat. So I can say I got a Charger too. How many men did that? How many men settled for that? And I see it with many models. It's not just the Chargers. I see men with, you know, three series BMWs. I see men with, it's unfortunate, but these are cars, I mean, let's keep it real y'all most of y'all y'all don't want these cars these are cars you settle for right and what i'm trying to get across here is that you do not settle you do not settle. i actually did a class on this uh yesterday actually and i talked about why it's more beneficial to hold out and be able to afford the top of the line car the top of the line Whatever it is you're trying to buy, the house, the car, the whatever it is, the purse, you buy the top of the line. Why? Because if you ever want to exit, you ever want to exit or get rid of it or sell it, it sells for much more because it holds its value because it is the top of the line. Because I promise you, let's use the charger for example. If you have a Hemi or a Hellcat charger, and you hold that thing for five to 10 years, you can sell it for a lot more than you can sell the V6. Why? Because there's some undisciplined, some, <laughs> I don't want to call him a fuckboy, but there's some undisciplined, some impatient ass man, five, 10 years down the line that doesn't want to wait until he can afford a brand new Hellcat. So he's gonna buy your old ass Hellcat at a much deeper discount, right? So you win because you get out of your car a lot cheaper or a lot better than you would if you bought the fucking V6, right? So I've always talked about buying the higher level model and don't, don't get me wrong or don't, yeah, hey, I don't discriminate. I talk to the rich people the same way. So all of my friends or people around me who are going and buying fucking Huracan uh, Lamborghinis and, you know, the, the bottom of the barrel fucking uh, McLarens, I tell them too, hey, 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 don't you fucking do that. You go get the top of the line model. You're going to go get a Lambo Huracan. Go get the STO, the big boy. Why? Because the resale value on it will be better and probably actually it might appreciate. These are cars that appreciate. These are the cars you can pay $500,000 for. Drive the hell out of it. Do donuts. Drive it at 200 miles an hour. And in three to five years, put it up for sale and sell it for $100,000 more than you paid for it. This is a game that a lot of people didn't know about, right? And the only reason why we don't know about it is because, of course, we haven't gotten to these levels to play in that realm but that's what i want to help you do i want to help you get to these levels some of y'all don't want lambo that's okay 
but there is something on what we call a collector's item that you probably want. It's something. Like I said, my ladies, y'all probably like purses and things like that. You can buy a collector's item on a purse. It resells at much higher value than you paid for it, right? So once again, how do we get here? We have to delay gratification. And that's that nowadays that's a cuss word. That is a curse word, it's a bad word. Nobody wants to hear about delaying gratification. Like my good friend I just told you about, who drove the same car or who still driving the same car since he was 16 let me tell you something my man is well on his way to becoming a millionaire why because he was able to take all the extra money that he would have put into a brand new car the upkeep the maintenance the higher insurance he was able to take that money and invest it he invested it in himself for those of y'all who are wondering He's an STB. So he and also also invested it into the stock market because I taught him how to trade the stock market by way of STB. For those of y'all who are new, welcome, of course. But STB stands for secure the bag. And this is an investment club that I started to teach people how to trade the stock market. Short term, long term, invest, all of that good stuff. But not only that, I wanted to have a place, a platform where literally I could teach people what I have had to do every step of the way. So as I climb, I'm teaching exactly what I'm learning at these levels. You make a million, here's what I had to do at a million. You make two million, here's what I had to do at two million. Three, four, five, six, this is what I'm doing. And I throw it into secure the bag and I teach my people as they come up with me they already know what to do once they reach certain levels, right? So he's doing all the right stuff. He's staying down until he comes up. A lot of you all know that is one of my favorite sayings. I say it all the time because we need to stay down so that we can come up. Because the first run in, I saw I learned this at a very young age. The first run in was staying down until I come up that I came in contact with was a guy, he was Russian, a Russian guy. For those of y'all who don't know, I used to work at a warehouse called AWG. Okay, I'm gonna give them a shout out because I'm never, I'm never going back, right? Never going back, but AWG, I'm sure I have some friends who still work there. I, I, I maybe should say coworkers or ex-coworkers because they're not friends. I haven't talked to them. But I worked at Associated Wholesale Grocers in Goodlesville, Tennessee. And I met this Russian guy there. Literally, he's fresh fresh in. He just moved to Tennessee and he's working this job. We're making $19, $20 an hour. Pretty decent pay, especially for back then. And I take him home one day because he didn't have a car. So I'm thinking, hey, man, you know, he's a good friend. I can't remember his name. I just remember he was Russian because I remember his accent. And if I try to do his accent, I know I'm going to butcher it. So anybody who's Russian, just forgive me. But I take him home. I drop him off after work. And he's like, hey, you want to come in for a beer? You know, you know, just come check out the place. Right. He was I think he was a really proud of his apartment, to be honest. Um. 
But when I go in thinking like, oh, man, he's proud of his apartment. Let me I'll go check it out. I don't know water and I don't drink beer. But, you know, and I ain't trying to stay. I'm just going to come in, check out your apartment, you know, and I'm out. Well, I go in. And there's literally an air mattress in the middle of the living room. Like literally, as soon as you walk through the door, there's an air mattress. And the first thing I told myself is, holy shit, there's an air mattress and that's it. It's an empty apartment. Now, this Russian guy who had this empty apartment, I didn't realize that he was working and busting his butt for years, pretty much, and saving all of his money. And I asked him, I said, hey, one, you're really okay sleeping on an air mattress in the middle of your living room? And saving all your money? He goes, yes. So I asked him, what are you going to do with it afterwards? He says, invest it. I'm going to invest this money. (laughs) And that was the first like, I'm thinking like, who does this? And at the time, I'm driving a... I'm driving a V8, you know, I, this is when Pontiacs went out. I don't know if y'all remember, but I'm driving a V8, V8 Pontiac with 22s on it. I got 22-inch rims. I think I'm shit, to be honest with you, right? So I'm somewhat judging this guy, not knowing if I kept down my same trajectory, he was going to be richer than I was. He was going to be happier than I was. As a matter of fact, he was probably going to be healthier than I was because he had a lot less stressful life. He knew when he went home, he knew what was there. He had a little food, some water in the fridge, a couple beers because he drank his beers. And he knew there was a fucking air mattress there waiting on him. Nothing to let down, nothing to, you know, pipe up for. It's just there. And I've often seen that the most successful people do things like this. For example, you'll see me. I'll wear similar things. You know, it might have a different word on it or different, you know, something. I wear similar things simply to keep my routine simple. I wear all black, all blue. Sometimes I'll go all white, but I'll have five to ten different outfits of the same color. Now, I love my shoes. So I pick one pair of shoes that match what I'm wearing and I'm out the door. Why? Because there is something that we have a lot of in this world I believe called decision making fatigue a lot of people don't understand that there's something that happens to us when we have to make decision after decision after decision every day what am I going to wear what color what time am I going to brush my teeth am I going to eat breakfast today what am I going to eat for breakfast if I do lunch how's that going to get taken care of Hmm. am I eating dinner how the kids going to get right you start thinking all this stuff you become tired mentally You become stressed out mentally and you start to put strain on yourself because you are having to make decisions all day. And something I've learned from a billionaire uh, that pretty much helped me with a lot of stuff who trained me in the stock market and all that good stuff, a billionaire. What I learned from him was that we're going to cut down because he did the same thing. We're going to cut down on small decisions that don't need to really take much of our brain power, right? Clothes, not making decisions on those. I'll make it super simple for myself. Go pull out the same thing that I wore yesterday. It's clean, but it's the same thing. Food, 
take away the decisions put myself on a regimen I eat this and this every day right so when I go to the kitchen I know exactly what I'm about to eat I warm it up it's go time right on the way to wherever I'm going I put in a GPS I don't need to decide for myself well which way am I going today should I take the right should I go the left way should I take the shortcut should I go interstate streetway nope GPS tell me where we're going I'm cutting down on my decisions why because when it actually comes down to it when it's actually time for me to make a really really big decision for the day I don't want to be fatigued I don't want to be tired I don't want to be at a point where I'm like I'm tired of making decisions for the day because my morning was packed full of them no I figured it out for myself right I know what I'm going to eat I know what I'm going to wear I know what time I'm getting up. I know, you know, when when kids come into the thing, same thing. I'm putting their asses on a regimen. I'm going to know exactly what they're going to do, exactly what they're going to eat, exactly where they're going. We're going to take out all the hard work and I'm going to train them up the same way. Because when big decisions come up, a lot of us fail because we we get to doing this. I don't know what I should do. Should I take this opportunity or not? I've been making decisions all day. I don't even know what's right now. <laughs> so if you could take anything from this, actually, I want you to take two things. If you could take two things from this, number one, we have to delay gratification if we actually want to be at a higher level in life. Number two, if you get caught making a lot of decisions each day, we got to learn how to take away the decision making fatigue and get on a routine so you know what's coming. And there's no ill will or ill feelings about it because you already knew it was coming. You already knew you were going to eat that same meal. No reason to get mad about it. Eat the meal. Move on. This right here is how many, not all, how many high performing people live, including myself. So if I can pass anything down to you, it's those two things. I want you all to continue to tap in, leave a review, show us some love, baby, share it with a friend and just know I'm here to provide so much value. I'm going to make you uncomfortable. You know what I'm talking about? You know, that man at the club, ladies who buys all your drinks and he ain't talked to you yet. He ain't asked nothing from you. He just keeps buying your drinks and smiling at you from afar that's me i'm that creepy motherfucker i'm gonna keep providing value so much that you're gonna look over and you're gonna go why is Tay giving me so much because i love you damn it and i want to see you do well so keep tapping in i'll see you at the top baby let's go